it's impossible to teach to be a good actor to everybody. If you want to show yourself, if you want to be lovable, if you want to be... Yes, it's possible to do it. If you want to stay church mouse, stay church mouse, but don't bring the balls of theater with your church mouse. Stay church mouse. Hello, and welcome to this podcast, an interview with Philippe Gollier. Philippe Gollier is a master of clown who's taught theatre for over 50 years, 40 of them at his school, Ecole Philippe Gollier, which is currently based just outside of Paris in Atom. My name is Christian Hendrickson. I spent two years studying under Philippe. I visited him at his home in September 2021, and we recorded this interview over the course of a few days. I've split our conversation into five parts, and a new part will be released each week. If you want to find out when the next part is released, I'd recommend subscribing. In the last part of this series, I talked to Philippe about his teaching, and in this part, we're going to go into a few topics that Philippe teaches at his school. The course at Ecole Philippe Gollier is spread across two years. The first class of the first year is Le Jeu. Here's an explanation of Le Jeu from the school's website. Why begin with the Jeu, or game? It's the source of everything, of the pleasure and desire to be an actor. Playing in the theatre is the same as playing at running, jumping, fighting, as children and animals do. In Le Jeu, we learn all the basic teaching terms. Complicity, fixed point, playing in major and minor. We learn to say that we are actors, and that it's scary, but that being scared is part and parcel of being an actor, part and parcel of the pleasure. If your pleasure to play is not immense, leave the stage. You won't be loved enough. To start le jeu, it mean I look at you, we have a good fun together, we could have a game together, or... You look like a, a horrible fascist from, a, and I cannot have any game with you. So le jeu is so important. Can can we have a game together or not? So game with game, it's not so intellectual, but we hit each, we we have a good fun. I discover le jeu working with students. Say, ah, why you don't look at him? Why uh, there is no no fun between you? So I discover we, we have to see the complicity, the fun to have complicity. So little by little, I discover the workshop Le Jeu. So yeah, I start always with Le Jeu. Le Jeu means game, and Philippe says, no game, no theatre. There are three elements that go into performing at Philippe's school. The actor, the game, and their character. What's the relationship between actor, character, and game? Game is a part of uh, humanity. Eh? You're, uh, 
is a part of children. Uh, you imitate your parents. You say hello, bonjour, monsieur. It's a game of uh, humanity. Uh, hello, character. Character is good because we don't know what it is exactly. We say, well, we can say so many stupid things about Lady Macbeth or about uh, uh, Hamlet. What is the character of Hamlet? Well, he, he doesn't want to kill his mother. He, is scared, you know, character is, uh, what you do with your e different image of the character, what you do as an actor is another character or another ghost or, uh, yeah, uh, ghost, but character, it's what you do. Your pleasure push you to this way to play Hamlet. And after the director said, beautiful. You've said before that as an actor, you have to give your soul to a character. What do you mean by this? Do you think we look at people and we say, ah, but this person doesn't have any soul? Always we see something special, no? From a character. Something is not like the neighbor, he has something special. So, me, I call that the soul. You, you need to have something special. You, if you look like your neighbor, but you, you are not a great artist. You are a great artist if we say, wow, so beautiful what you did. What well, are so is your soul. And of course, we, we love your soul if it's your soul. If not your soul, you borrow a soul if it's your soul. But the soul is generous, and huh? you can be a lot of things around your soul. And uh, if you are, uh, if your soul is as a beautiful humanity, we love you. If your soul is a piece of shit, like uh, uh, Adolf or. Uh, Goering, or uh, we don't give a shit. Huh? If your soul die with you, we don't give a shit. Even we could be happy, but your soul is uh, yeah. We we have your personality. The soul is more your person, more than the personality is. Uh, something special from you. We have to see that if you are an actor. Or if we don't see that by you, you have to play in a provincial town, Birmingham. You are from Birmingham, no? I studied in Birmingham. Ah, you study? Uh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I, I agree. <laughs> so it's the soul, it's the actor's soul that you give to the character, that yes. you give to your character. Yeah, you don't have any choice, huh? You have to give a part of your beautiful life to your character. You cannot play a zombie. No, you have to give the best of you to your character. Your best humor, because you you have a good game. Yeah, you have to give. A... And you said you can give your soul unless you're a piece of shit, like Hitler. Does that mean most people have a soul that they could give to a character, so they could do a beautiful character? Oh, many people. I would not say every people, but I would say many people. Many people, they, they have something to give. But many, a lot of people too, it's better if, if they don't give anything. Stay in your house and don't break my balls with what you have to give because what you have to give is just a piece of shit. We can say that, I could say that to some people. But normally I don't say that. I think that, but I don't say that. Hmm. But I could. And what? So, <sighs> when you see someone like that, could can you tell why no. they don't, or is it just a secret of theirs? No, sister, I cannot tell why, because yeah, many people they do a psycho a psychoanalysis to know why. Uh, they are uh, so horrible, so I mean, I'm not, uh, but I know we don't love you because you don't show your generosity. Mm. You show your shitty idea of something, but we not your generosity. Mm. So, but if it's not possible to teach someone to be a good actor because they don't have this generosity. This one, yes, uh, uh, it's impossible to teach to be a good actor to everybody. If you want to show yourself, if you want to be lovable, if you want to be, yes, it's possible to do it. If you want to stay church mouse, stay church mouse, but don't break the balls of theater with your church mouse. Stay church mouse. They have a lot of church looking for church mouse. Now they have a problem huh, with a church mouse. If what's stopping someone from being a great actor are these more personal problems, does this mean that they could become a better actor by doing work on themselves uh, yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do, if you do the, you do the, you start to think about uh, why you are so horrible, and uh, you met a, a lover who helped you to to joke, not to always to think you have an enemy at the corner of the street. Yeah, it could be a good help. 
But it's another job. It's, me, I teach theater, so you have to be open or that. You are not open, I tell you. I say, well, my little one, nobody is going to, to, to give 20 euros to see you. Nobody. You are horrible and boring. I say, so you have to, to see a specialist and you tell your story to a specialist and telling a story, you are going to discover perhaps an opening fantastic. Me, I believe in a psychoanalyse and I believe if you, if you say blah, 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 everything, one day you, you wake up completely different. But uh, it's not the job of a theater teacher. It's the job of a guy who knows uh, psychology. Or, uh... Do you think people come to the school because that's what they're looking for? Do you think people come because they have these... Yes. We have many people They come because they want to be actor. Many people, because the doctor says, why you don't do theater, you know, you depress, try to do theater, could be good for... Uh, there is many reasons, but the main reason, I want to be an actor, but many people, uh, some people, uh, I want to be less boring. I, uh, me, I cannot do anything for people who want to be less boring. You have to see a specialist. Your soul has problem. You are boring because you, you have a, uh, something in your soul who doesn't work. When you were learning to be an actor, how did you know that you were progressing? Because uh, I was more happy. It's not because I was less scared. I was always scared, but I was more happy. I, I thought that now I am a bit more free. I was scared, but more free. So when I, I felt I am more free, I thought I'm progressing. You can uh, see how uh, intelligent I am. Yes. Thank you. And the feeling of being scared, has that always stayed with you? No, I am scared, yeah. So feeling scared, it's something that's useful for a performer? Yeah, it's good because you, the fear tells you, Philip, be careful, there is a one person on the first uh, line of spectators, this person is sleeping. So the, the fear tells you so many good things. The fear says... Open your eyes, listen to the noise. The fear is is very good for a spy, I suppose, for an actor, for people who, who made a dangerous job. Mm. So, I love the fear. And, uh, and I hate the Club Mediterranean, and I hate meditation. I love fear. What do you hate about meditation? It's to make you calm. Mm. 
And I don't want to be calm. I want to hear better what happens around. Like uh, when you write a book, or you have to hear what happens around you. If it's, you take a drug to be less scared, less scared, but it's not so funny. I don't like drugs so much. But uh, I like to be scared, fear. They are my good, my good friend. Would you say that there's a good amount of fear? Because some people who are too scared, they become paralyzed. Yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, but if you are par- paralyzed, it means you don't play with the fear. The fear wins. Fear is a winner. But uh, if just you you have a fun and you yeah you have a fun to play with the fear is good. If the fear kill you, it's not good. But if the fear kill you, do you accept to be killed by the fear? You 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 don't have the fun. To say, fuck you, fear, go away. To have a, a game with the fear. <clears throat> so I love a lot the game mm. with the fear. But I think, I think like every every actor or every, yeah, every person, you are not normal if you don't love the game with the fear. Not against, with the fear. We've talked a bit earlier about how you can play a character well, but what makes a good character? Oh, it depends you. You could have a good character and uh, he doesn't do anything. You could have a Kafka, they don't do so much. A good character is... uh, but Kafka, they don't do anything, but he's a good character. Uh, it's not what they do, it's how they wait, how they, they, are, they see the time, uh, the time running, but they can be sitting on a chair. In a way, in Beckett, they don't do so much. They wait uh, for Godot or... But uh, you don't have to do many things to be a good character. But after you have a writer, uh, Shakespeare, they do a lot. They kill, they destroy, they do a lot. It depends on writer. But it's always this idea of the time running around your body and bring you to, <coughs> to, to, to death. But for example, I love Lady Macbeth. Why do you love Lady Macbeth? Uh, but I don't know. But I love Lady Macbeth because uh, she, she has an, an ambition, or she has a dream, and she goes far with a dream. So I think, oh, she's courageous. Ah, 
she goes so far with a dream. For, for me, I love Lady Macbeth. I don't say I would be happy to be uh, as husband, but uh, she's a woman. Uh, I, I, even I would be happy to direct the play, Lady Macbeth. Voilà. But I don't know why I love her. But uh, I love her. Are there other characters you love? Uh, King Lear. I love uh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I love Ed Edward the Second of Marlowe. Uh, if we take Shakespeare, but I love the woman servant in uh, Molière, the shout or Goldonito. The shout is a good, good woman. What do you mean they're good women? Well, they come from the farm. Uh, they have given food to the pigs. The shout put a plate on a table. We eat. Uh, it's full of life. The shouting. Uh, I like it. I like uh, Rabelais. You know Rabelais? No, Rabelais is a great writer in France. Uh, he's, a, he's a great great writer who is completely mad, but beautiful and beautiful. Who are some of the best writers in terms of plays and playwriting? Shakespeare. After, I will say Molière, uh, Marlowe. Uh, Pinter, Pinter, uh, UNESCO, UNESCO, he wrote in French language. Uh, he's another one I love, but I, I will remember the name later. What is it that makes them great writers? What is it about their writing that makes it stand out to you? You know, there's so much writing out there. The humanity. We see... Uh, is full of life. Even Beckett sometimes, Endgame, he, he, the, the, the character of the sun on his uh, armchair is beautiful. So he's uh, something human, something who, who goes to visit the human uh, quality. But uh, that is, well, if something is not human, it's an idea. I don't, uh, I don't teach. I don't teach idea. I teach uh, <coughs> beautiful human uh, writer, beautiful human player. That's it. And so there are. And uh, I teach a good joke too. But it's another part of my job. You've told me before that Waiting for Godot is your favourite play. Of Beckett, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, they wait, we wait, they wait, we wait, and it's beautiful. And and he doesn't come. And uh, uh, 
always I thought, if he comes, he's finished. There is nothing mysterious or so boy scout. But he doesn't come, this idiot uh, Godot. And that's beautiful. <clears throat> and the style is really quick. Uh, well, and he's full of humor. It's full of humor of a foreigner who writes in French. Sometimes we say he does bad French joke in the text. We see the writer, he admires this stupid joke. It's beautiful. But Endgame, too, is beautiful. And game there is a mother, father in the bean is beautiful. <coughs> you, uh, human. Did you see Beckett's plays when he was putting them on? Yeah, uh, many times. And I, uh, I met him when he was uh, rehearsing. Normally he didn't come at the rehearsing time except the last day. So me, I was, I was there the last day. So uh, I met him sometimes, and we went to drink something. And he was uh, already a bit drunk. Didn't speak so much, but beautiful person. Why were you at the rehearsal? Because the director Roger Blain was my friend. So he said, oh, but if you want to see the rehearsal, rehearsing, you can come when you want. So I was invited by the director, Roger Blain, and after Beckett comes the last day of rehearsing. <clears throat> I was very good friend with Roger Blain. Philippe has published several books. He's published a book about teaching, a novel, and plays for bouffons. Philippe is known as the leading authority on bouffon. If you've not encountered it before, it's a type of theatre that attacks religion through mockery. A typical bouffon performance has actors with deformities added to their bodies, arms tied back to look like stumps, teeth missing, and lumps on their bodies. I asked Philippe about the origins of bouffon. It's Lecoq, Lecoq, he... He, he discovered Buffon because we had a student from Holland and he was boring and he was bad and he was always moving when you don't have to move. So Lecoq, one day, he, he was pissed off with this uh, Dutch and he put a rope round, like uh, we made for saucisson, you know, made all around his body. He could not move, and he, he started to play, and we thought, what is these people coming? And he, the buffon were coming through this uh, Dutch. <coughs> so we started to try to understand, fixed bone, no arm, no legs. And little by little, we were better. So we were better, so we we discovered almost the world of Buffon. But Lecoq was a nice guy. 
really, uh, he didn't love conflict, you know, he was a nice guy. And me, I am not a nice guy. I, I love when it's a shit, when the people hate each other. I'm a bit Spanish in this way. So, me, I put the buffon in a, in a way, in a nasty way. When they are really nasty. When three women come to, to play father, son, and only spirit. Played by three, three women, I think it's blaspheme, and it's another blaspheme because they are women. So I love it. So how did you develop your own version of Buffon? First I did a lot of workshop Buffon. And uh, sometimes the, the students, they ask me questions and I didn't know how to answer. So after I had to, to read book or to invent or to imagine the answer. Mm-hmm. So little by little I start to be good to lie, to say I know everything. But it's just because during the night I thought, well, the answer like this. Uh, Buffon is people who blaspheme. So I was always uh, uh, fascinated by uh, people who blaspheme because I, I, I am happy to be against the church. I don't like church. I don't like priests. I don't like these people. And so blaspheme, always I thought it's a, it's a good way. And many times I, I, I try to blaspheme myself and I succeed. Some people say, oh, you are vulgar. You know, it's a great pleasure now when people say you are vulgar. Here's a definition of Buffon that Philippe has written. The Buffon has not been chosen by the gods. He's the crippled outcast, the lame person, a legless or one-armed cripple, a dwarf, a midget, a whore, a homosexual, a witch, a heretical priest, a madman. He's been chased into the swamps and ghettos by the children of God, who have seized the opportunity to announce, in view of the Buffon's physical and moral ugliness, the father could not be a great artist of international fame. His father was the opposite of God. His father was the devil. So does there have to be an element of attacking God for it to be Buffon? Yeah, he, uh, they mock God. Nasty way. Yeah, they can mock uh, God uh, every time. If I, he's God, uh, he has a crisis because he wants to 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 send epidemic to cholera typhus, it's a present from God when he is pissed off. Of he send cholera typhus. Yeah, he, they mock God. When I think of mocking, I think of parody. Is Buffon different to parody? Uh, yes, I know. Parody or. Uh, uh, if you, but of course, uh, they were kicked away in a concentration camp or in a uh, in a forest or uh, handicap, uh, homosexual, uh, in a special camp for uh, 
people who, who cannot be loved by God. Homosexual, he cannot be loved by God. God doesn't love homosexual. Uh, handicap, is not artistic enough to please God. So uh, these people, they were kicked away in the forest, and they blaspheme, and they laugh, and they mock us, us who said, you, go to the ghetto. So they can do the parody of the bourgeois who says, go to the ghetto. So it's a parody uh, to mock and perhaps to kill too, to be nasty, nasty. So they, they discover the parody or the imitation. But parody is more uh, nasty. Mm. So you, you, you saw, you, you made a parody of a boring teacher, of a, in the army, of a general, or politic person. So when we make a parody, it's not nice, nice. It's what I like. Because you, you, you are okay, I am not nice, nice every day. No? No. So. Could it be mocking someone like an army general or a politician? Yeah, army. Uh, well, this army, uh, normally, God uh, directs. Uh, God says... Uh, put homosexual in a jail and uh, kill them. He's a, he's a chief of the army, but he received message from a uh, higher. It's not just, uh, it's come from really high. Do you think this is true of other powerful people today? Yes, and, uh, many, uh, many politicians, yes. They, they receive uh, Le Pen, he receive uh, directly the, what he has to say from God. horrible, horrible people. You've written a number of plays for Buffons. Can you tell me about these? Some people say, oh, you are vulgar, you know. It's a great pleasure, no, when people say you are vulgar. So I wrote a play of these poor people at whom the finger of scorn was pointed. They go to the ghetto, handicap, syphilitic, uh, goes to the ghetto, hunchback, goes to the ghetto, Jew. All these people who was kicked away go to the ghetto. I, and they, I love when they come back and they show the pleasure of blaspheme. So it's just to, to show another good pleasure I love. It was uh, the meaning of my buffon play. They are really happy to say, fuck you, God, fuck you. And... I share a bit this pleasure. 
To be honest and sincere, I love this pleasure to say fuck you, God. Mm. Bon, donc, I could be a bit Mr. Blaspheme. And so, you uh, had a religious upbringing, because you, you're quite familiar with religion to be able to make these Buffon texts. Yes, because I love the Bible. I love to read the Bible, so I have inspiration for from the Bible. I love to read Bible like I love to read Shakespeare. It's a beautiful story. I love I love to mock. I love to say fuck you to people. So I am an ideal guy to to write a Buffon play. Ideal guy. So you read the Bible, but you're not religious? Yeah. You are religious? No, not at all. I am against religious. But I, I, I am allowed to read the Bible if, if because the Bible is splendid. It's a beautiful book. But I don't, I don't think it was written by God. But I think it was written by great poet. So Shakespeare is a great poet, or great, so beautiful. <coughs> I, I love poetry, so I, I read. What is it that you don't like about religion, or what is it that makes you not believe in God? Uh, well. You know, God is an important person. The smiling of a priest. He smiles, I want to hit him. Smiling, I don't understand you. Ah, I hate it. And the smiling of the guy who knows more than you. You know, you so I hate it, and but uh, I think Jesus was a, a nice boy. He, like a Che Guevara, was a nice boy. Uh, but yes, but as ah, this one, the smiling of the priest, happy. God love is people smiling. Because if you smile, you appreciate the kingdom of God. You are happy in the kingdom of God. But you believe there is a God? No. No. No, I believe the nature, I believe... Uh, no, it's been... After you die, is it finished or not? For me, it's finished. But well, I don't do uh, cheese with this idea. I think it's finished. I don't. Have, I cannot say it's, it's clear. It's finished. I don't discuss this point. I don't know. But for me, in my head, it's finished. <coughs> and uh, I prefer. I don't want to come back like like a tree or so. 
But uh, I, I, I don't care if you, people just say no. Who, who, who is uh, the guy who, who made the clock? Is uh, uh, bon. I don't care. But I, I think you die, it's finished. So I don't believe in God. But I like uh, Jesus Christ. The, in, in my play, Jesus Christ is a nice boy, a big boy scout. He wants to save the father. He knows the father is a nasty boy. Nobody believes in him. So he went back to the earth to say, Daddy is good boy. But few people believed. Thank you for listening to the fourth part of this interview with Philippe Gollier. In the final part of this series, we're going to talk about the subject that Philippe is perhaps best known for, clown. Clown is a special spirit. It means uh, they take a game, a kick in the arse or uh, throw water on the face. They take game and... Uh, Normally the games are not fantastic, but the pleasure is fantastic. So you take a glass of water, you throw on the face of your friend. If you have a pleasure, as if you receive Nobel Prize, <laughs> you are a great love. Listen to the next part to hear more. Thank you for listening.